Today on the show, we'll talk about a key Rocket House car personnel edition that could be a big key behind their success, plus Tuesday results and some updates from Flow Racing. Let's go. It's Wednesday, May 24th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Yesterday on the show, we talked about Hudson O'Neill's insane rise to the top of the late model world that was after being out of a ride following the Show Me 100 in 2020. O'Neill's been on a hot streak as of late, which is made all the more impressive by the slow start the Rocket House car got off to this season. I did a show on that slow start back on January 26, but by East Bay just a week later, things were already turning around. After my show yesterday, I had a tweet from Michigan late model racer Andy Sprague asking about why I didn't mention Cody Mallory on the episode about O'Neill. And to be honest, it's not something I'd even thought about. Since seeing Andy's tweet, though, now I'm wondering if the addition of Mallory to the Rock House Car Fold might be a serious key in all of this. Mallory has been on the wrenches behind some incredible performances over the years, including Jimmy Owens' insane 2020 season with Lucas, and obviously a ton of wins and a ton of sex, uh, success with Scott Bloomquist. But he's also bounced around a bunch. He's had issues away from the racetrack. And Mallory started out this year running Garrett Smith's team, but those two sides parted ways during Speed Weeks, I believe before East Bay. And Mallory was then at Volusia helping out Rocket. He's even in the victory lane photos from DCN. He's been in some role with the team ever since, and you've heard his name mentioned by O'Neill in some of these Victory Lane interviews, and Mason Ziegler talked about him briefly in a recent interview with Dirt on Dirt's Kevin Kovac. Mallory is a guy who clearly knows how to make these cars go fast, and it can't be a coincidence that the Rocket One is suddenly better after he starts hanging around. Clearly putting his mind together with Mark Richards and the existing Rocket Brain Trust has paid dividends. For my hardcore late model folks out there, drop me a comment. Let me know your thoughts on the effect that Mallory might be having on this team right now. Certainly hard to argue with the results and the quick turnaround that they had since he's come on board. Uh, after what we saw on Saturday night from Nick Hoffman at Muskegon County and his late model season to date, I figured it wouldn't be long until he scored an outlaw win. We didn't have to wait very long. Last night at State Line, Hoffman just barely missed out on leading the first lap while battling with pole sitter Gordy Gundaker but he was quickly by after that and was never challenged again over the 40-lap main event. Max Blair could never really get close enough to make a move and had to settle for second, with Bobby Pierce uh, ending up third. Second for Blair was his best outlaw finish of 2023 and his first podium since last October. He does have a pair of seconds with Lucas this season. Hoffman's victory last night was his fourth career late model win, which includes last night, Saturday at Muskegon County, and two ALMS wins at Eldora in 2017 and 2018. It was his third top five and fifth top 10 of the season, and he's currently just 34 points out of the championship lead. Heading to Sharon this weekend, Chris Madden has extended his advantage a bit. It's uh, 22 points now over Ryan Gustin. I did want to mention Gundaker here also. I continue to be impressed by what he's done this season. He really seems to be finding his footing. He led 46 laps at Farmer City with Lucas before finishing second to Brandon Shepard. He was quick in qualifying last night, won his heat race, ended up fourth after sitting on the pole. He had just four top five finishes all of last season with the Outlaws, and he appears to be ready to blow that completely out of the water this year. Definitely one to keep an eye on as the Outlaw season continues. At Terre Haute last night, the USAC National Sprint Cars kicked off a big week of racing in Indiana with the Tony Holman Classic. It was good to see the place racing again with all of the issues that the action track has kind of had in recent years. 
If you might remember, Word of Outlaws driver Bill Rose is operating the facility on a special event schedule this season. Except for a brief moment before halfway where Justin Grant made a run in him, it was all Brady Bacon out front. He officially led all 30 laps for his second series win of 2023 in his first career Holman rifle. Grant was in line for a second place finish, but his engine's injection broke late in the feature and he ended up DNFing. Behind the Macho Man, Kyle Cummins and Jake Swanson rounded out the night's podium. Headed to Circle City tonight, CJ Leary maintains the championship lead over Cummins and Emerson Axum. They'll race again Thursday with an silver crown on the pavement at IRP Friday for the Hoosier 100. I did make it out to Millbridge last night for a little bit, and I may be back out again tonight. Really fun racing from both the midgets and the non-wing micros. Those micro shows there are just absolute uh, slider fest. Last night was no different. Neil Allison ended up uh, taking the micro win over Taylor Reimer. She was in a Chad boat car uh, and then Sheldon Creed. As for the Extreme Outlaw Midgets, they had 24 cars in attendance, including a bunch of teams that were just in Kansas and Missouri over the weekend. It's pretty cool that this season, you know, that all these drivers have a chance to run for both the USAC and Extreme titles with these series working together on the schedules. In the main event, Cannon McIntosh picked up his third series win of the season, topping Gavin Miller and Chase McDermott. The field also included Kyle Strickler making his midget debut. Briggs Danner came uh, south for a trip, and uh, NASCAR driver Cos- uh, Carson Hosevar was there as well. I think Jade Avedisian will be a factor for both of these midget championships and will win a bunch of races this season, but she did not have the results she could have had last night. On lap 19, while battling for second, we had some kind of KKM on KKM crime with her and teammate Gavin Miller coming together. Jade ended up spinning around, and six other cars were collected in the incident. Those Keith Coons guys did a very nice job getting her back out, though, and she finished ninth on the night. Uh, The Extreme Outlaw competitors will do it all over again tonight at Millbridge before the series goes back to the Midwest next week. I wanted to mention all of these results from last night's three big races uh, are in the database over at dirttracker.com slash analytics. Uh, If you're watching this, the video right now, you can kind of see all the different series that are available there. We've got, you know, what about those sprint cars and late models, All-Stars, Lucas, Chili Bowl, all three USAC series, American Sprint Car Series, Eldora, some special events there, the Extreme Series. Um, I'm working on the uh, High Limit Series right now as well. Hopefully we'll have that in the next couple of days. But uh, you can look through all of the numbers. You can look through all the results. A lot of good stuff in there. Over the weekend, we crossed over 1,500 total races. So a ton of information is available. If you haven't checked out that part of the website before, I'd encourage you to dive in. A ton of stuff is free and it will really add to your overall understanding of how these races and seasons play out beyond just what uh, happens watching uh, you know, all of the racing on track. A couple of flow racing notes for you today. First, the company does now have a monthly subscription option. Previously, you had to buy the whole year for $150, but now they will also offer a monthly plan for $39.99. On a monthly basis, uh, or on a yearly basis, it's way cheaper to just buy the year versus buying it monthly. It's, you know, if you break out the 150 bucks over 12 months, it's like $13 a month. Uh, so it is quite a bit more expensive to do it monthly. But if you kind of want to wander in and out of your subscription, you can do that now with this monthly deal. There's a link to details on Kendra Jacobs' Twitter account, which I retweeted yesterday on the Dirt Tracker account. Also, I had forgotten to address this before, but Michael Rigsby confirmed uh, a little while back here that the ASCS will return to flow at some point. I have no idea what the details are, but last weekend's racing was available only on uh, Race and Dirt if you wanted to stream it. And that deal continues this week uh, after the uh, 360 tour was kind of suddenly dropped from flow. Back on May 16th, clearly in response to, uh, you know, quite a few different things, Rigsby tweeted, quote, Lincoln has not left the service. 
We have many events from Lincoln on our platform. Some of the folks out West chose to start their own platform and ASCS will return, unquote. The Lincoln he's referring to is obviously the Central Pennsylvania track that has scaled back its live stream races in 2023. And the Out West mention is for several tracks and series that are no longer on the Flow platform, including Ocean and Plasterville and the Sprint Car Challenge Tour. The streaming stuff continues to be incredibly fluid as everyone kind of navigates the models that work best for the various series and tracks, and it's going to continue changing as we go forward. Uh, On the Dirt Racing uh, podcast front this week, we've got some new episodes and a couple of new show additions. Wing Nation has Donnie Schatz, Brian Brown, and Spencer Baston this week. Open Red has Joe Mooney, Quick Time has Tim Estenson, All Gas No Break has Tyler Erb, Mason Omer Kramer, and others. Hoagie's Garage has multiple guests in the last week, and there are new episodes of The Dirt Reporters from Dirt on Dirt, The Dirt Nerds, Dirt Track Confessions, and Dune Witch on Dirt. And appearing for the first time on the podcast page is Dirt Track Weekly from Kyle Simons and Drake York's new non-wing worldwide show. You can see all of these shows and their recent episodes at dirttracker.com slash podcast. If you know of something out there that I don't have included on here, feel free to reach out and let me know and I will get it included. Uh, That's it for the show today. Uh, Stop by dirttracker.com. Check out the streaming schedule at some point uh, if you're trying to see what there is to watch tonight. Hope you guys have a good Wednesday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.